Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of Seeking Profit. My name is Emil, that guy over there is Andrew, or maybe that way, I don't know which way he's going to be, but Andrew, what, <laughs> what, is your, uh, what does your shirt say? It says, never and I can't see the rest of it. So it never. says, never stop learning, but, it, but you've pointed out if I go like this, then it's just never stop earning, which is, which is maybe even better. Um, yeah. I feel like we need to start merching out seeking profit and that'd be perfect. <laughs> Never stop earning baby. That's right. Damn right. Uh, this is uh Thomas's shirt. Thomas Frank's YouTube channel, like almost has nothing to do with it, but he always has like all these creative ideas and I dig it. Cause I feel like I'm always learning and I don't know, maybe when the kids learn how to read, if this still fits me, um, <laughs> they'd be like, my dad's a real loser. <laughs> yeah. dad you're so cool never stop learning yeah uh, as if they'll ever say that wow so cool with your t-shirts dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was just thinking about that today i was like man it, it's like almost inherent for every kid to just think their parent is either not cool or not funny I don't like, know. Literally thinking like, of my kids not laugh at me makes right. me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my kids like just look up to me and I'm just a hero. Like, no, they're going to be laughing at me and making fun of me like I did with my dad. But that stuff's fun, man. It's it's like, you know, I did that to, to my parents and it's it's always good fun. As long as you're not like, hey, you smell bad and you're like, I'm serious. Go away. I'll be like, thanks, Spencer. I'm going to go take a shower real quick. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. So today's episode is when you should be going full time with your business. I think a lot of people are curious about this. Like their work, you know, they have a full time job. They're working on their content side or their niche site, whatever you call it, on the side. It's a side hustle. They're growing it. Maybe it's been a couple years, and they're like, "Am I ready? Am I ready to take that step?" I've seen people who are like doubling, tripling their salary with their site, and they still haven't. Like they still keep their full-time job. So I think, you know, there's, there's a lot to be debated here, but I'm curious, you know, you left your full-time job after LMM got to a certain point. So like, I'm curious to get your perspective here. The, f- the first note you have here is the power of small, which I have no idea what that means. So why don't you lead us off there? So, um, <clears throat> I, I remember when I started like way, way back, the first conference I went to with, with Laura and Matt, uh, Thomas was there as well. And, um, I think it was like the first podcast movement or something like that. Uh, and, you know, everyone's giving speeches and everyone's like so uh, like inspiring. And I remember after one, and we maybe been working on, listen, I managed like three to five months. Uh, after one of them, I, I literally left the hall and just like cried in the hallway, like by the water fountain. I wanted to quit my job so bad. And like, they're like talking about being unhirable and I'm like, I'm unhirable. But like, if I quit my job then, it probably would have destroyed my life. Um, I think, you know, and everyone thinks that, uh, you know, they could put all their time in and do this thing, but you don't know what you're doing yet. 
And the power of small is like, because you're so small, no one cares about you and you can go in any direction and you have no like legacy things that you have to put your time into. Uh, And so it's really easy to burn the candle on both ends and I, I think you should embrace it. So I think like if you want to quit your job, unless it's like obvious, like people are like telling you like, why didn't you quit your job already? You should keep your job. I think having money, uh, coming in is, is a superpower. I agree. I agree. And I actually disagree on this one. So this was like when I, when I left, I'm, I'm not going to be chiming in too much on this episode because I left my job, not because of a content site. I left my job to start a service business, a SEO agency. It's a little bit different. I think most people listening or watching this are thinking about like, how do I do it with my, <clears throat> with my site or my online business? When I left, it was actually for the reason you mentioned, it was like, I have a buddy who has an agency and he's like, dude, people just don't want to hire you. Like I wouldn't want to hire you if I knew you had a full-time job. Like if you're an agency Mm -hmm. that I'm hiring or a freelancer or whatever, like I want to know that this is your thing. And that like hit me big time. And I was like, you're right. Like I probably, you know, if I was paying someone five, 10 grand a month, whatever it is, I'm not going to pay someone who like is working on this nights and weekends. It's just not as reliable as, you know, this is my main thing and I'm focusing on it. So that's like one counter argument. I think there's certain businesses where it's like, yo, you got to step into it full time. But I agree with you on a, on a content site or niche site business or online business. Like keep, keep your full time job because you can keep working on this thing on the side and it's not a big deal. I a million percent agree with you where when we've tried to bring people onto the team, people have applied and they have a job and they're basically like, I could do this in spare hours. And, you know, even if we weren't full time with them, I just feel like, uh, can't compete with that or don't want to compete with that or they're, maybe they're just dipping their toes into this space. I want someone who's like so in it yeah, and they, they need a place to live, you know? Right. Um, the other one on the list uh, was the power of focus. And so um, <clears throat> what happens when you quit your job is you have to now earn money with your business. And if, you start too early or there's not enough of a gap. You go from what can this be? Where can I grow this in three, five, 10, 15 years to like this month, I have to pay my mortgage or my family's on the street. So I have to turn tricks this month and then you do it. You earn the money and then the 31st comes along and the month rolls over and you got to do it again and figure out where the dollars come from. And that, will prevent you from building an actual business because you're going to get stuck trying to find today's money. And so if you can focus on what you need to do to be the best in your space, to win you know, against whatever exists out there, um, you have to be willing to work before the money is there. You know, and, and that's like, well, $100 is not money there. You know, perhaps a multiple on what you're earning is really what you need because it's more risky than a W2, right? Like I don't get paid for my sick days. Um, (laughs) Actually, I've only recently been getting paid from Lasso. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know, I think on, on Twitter people will be like, Oh, it's so much riskier to have a job, a W2 than uh, own a business where you have multiple customers or whatever. And like, I don't think that's true at all. Like, yes, you could be fired and lose all of your income versus whatever, a couple customers fire you and you lose some of it. But 
whatever you go on unemployment or whatever. There's, there's just more backstops when you're a W2 and you know exactly what's coming in, right? It's not variable. It's, it's different. So like, you know, I completely understand the value of maintaining your job while you figure it out. I also understand like people who are like, yo, I gotta, I gotta build this thing with my back against the wall. Like it's the only way I'm going to get it done. Like what you just mentioned, I got to put food on the table and I'm going to build a business. But again, I think it's like maybe, maybe not these businesses, right? Like I feel like you have to make a lot more good long-term decisions versus like, let's say lasso, right? Like if you had to go find customers to put food on the table, like maybe that would just help you guys grow faster. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times that's it. It's like whatever last month growth is not, you know, not enough. Um, but, uh, when I was growing Listen Money Matters and, and it was like, you know, three years, whatever in, and, and you, I, I've heard that whole, you need your back against the wall. Like yeah. I need to like do it or die to do it. I had a full-time job, but that's how it also felt for Listen Money Matters because I couldn't mm. believe I still had a full-time job. And like all I wanted in my <laughs> life was to do this. And so it was like, it still felt like that. You know, yeah. or or rather, maybe the way to put it is like you can make yourself feel like that without mm-hmm. actually having to have your like feet in the fire. You know, totally. Yeah, you're right. Especially if you have a job you really hate, like, dude, you are going to be thinking all the time, how do I get out of it? Like, <laughs> how do I get out of this thing? So you're right. That's a good point. Yeah, dude. Like every McDonald's I drive past is hiring. Go work at McDonald's, and that's the fire you need to quit <laughs> your McDonald's job. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. What, um, I guess I, I don't want to bury this one too deep in the episode. Where did you feel like, at what point did you quit your job and do LMM full time? So I wound up quitting when I was about two X my like salaried income. And so it was like the, the salary was about like one forty was the annual salary and I quit at about 250 260 so and so I kind of like view it as top line revenue on both cuz then all like the taxes and stuff come out um whether it's salary or otherwise um and it's actually pretty similar um and that was just because we we were saving money on my salary then what happens is like you want to live that same life at least, but then if you could imagine, you know, I'm, I'm earning my salary of 140 and we're pushing 200 whatever on LMM. Well, now your head gets like bigger and now you're taking more vacations and you're doing. <laughs> and so then to quit your job is actually like cutting things down. Right. Um, and so we waited to 2x because we felt like it had all the trappings of what we wanted and there was enough buffer that if things started to go south, there was time to like fix it. Right. Okay. And so like, you know, you, you mentioned all these things like taxes, healthcare, rent, mortgage, like how do you factor that in? I think a lot of people are kind of surprised when they go start their own business. Like all that stuff is different. You got to factor these things. It's not, it's not like, $1 of W2 income is the same as $1 of business income. It's like reverse in the sense that whatever you take home from your job, provided you didn't lie on your tax forms when you signed up for your job, is what you really keep, right? And if that was all filled out correctly, 
you should have like zero owed, zero back from the government. Mm-hmm. You didn't say you have like 50 kids or you know, any of this like <laughs> bullshit. Um, whereas when you work for yourself, every dollar you take in is like pre-tax dollars and there's a comeuppance that's going to happen. And so you need to, the way that we always operate is we took a third of it and we put it into an account that we called our tax. I think we call it like tax. I forget what we call it. It's tax something, some clever yep. something. Same. And a, th- a third of the dollars go in. And then what happens is it's never a full third. Sometimes it gets close, sometimes not even close. The remainder is like an end of year bonus almost. But this way you learn to operate prepping for taxes because uh, there have been, there was a year where did not do that and then had to like borrow to do <laughs> the taxes. And then we were refilling the tank there. That was like the most valuable, stressful lesson ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, my, uh, my LLC is set up as an S corp. So like we pay taxes one time at the end of the year and like by the end of the year, you're like, Oh my God, so much money in the bank, like chilling. And then boom, like massive <laughs> tax bill comes and you're like, all right, back to reality a little bit, you know? So yeah, it's like a, <laughs> the IRS not, is like, I see your, your bank balance. We'll take all of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you're you're using some of this money to like, you know, pay yourself, live your lifestyle, and then you have to be smart and not just be like, okay, all this extra money, you know, like like you said, I used to do that when I had a full time job and I was freelancing or consulting on the side. I had a savings account, separate savings account, and I would mark it as taxes, and I did the same thing. One third of every invoice, boom, straight in there. And yeah, sometimes you end up with a little extra at the end of the year and cool, get to use that for whatever, or, you know, you got to paint a little into, but usually that one third gives you a pretty good idea of, of what you have at the end of the year. To, to pull it even a little further, when you're starting out and obviously when you get really big, it, it changes, but when you're starting out, I think you could split it third, 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 where it's like a third for your taxes, a third for you and a third to run your business. And this way, like, uh, if you kind of keep it even, it's like, well, I want to attach more expenses. Well, then you're taking from yourself, you know, and it kind of push and pulls like that. Um, yeah. One other thing I want to ask you, did you wait? So you said you guys basically had double your income before you quit your job, right? That was yeah. the number. Did you wait until you had achieved that for like three months, six months? Or were you like, boom, as soon as I get to 2x, like, did you want to see some of it, like, be able to sustain that for a period of time before you're like, all right, I'm ready to, to jump? I thought when I hit 2X, like, that minute I was going to call my <laughs> boss and, like, quit. But that actually kicked off, like, the negotiations with Laura that then pulled it out, like, about three-ish months. Um, and then I gave them, like, a month notice or whatever. Uh, so it was longer unintentionally you know i thought i thought i was gonna get there and then it was like every brom every line was like not enough but it was for the better because then we were just more solid where i quit almost into like a chill environment you know yep yeah that's good i wanted to i feel like that's how everyone would feel right like you you hit the milestone you've told yourself right and it's like especially if you do you have a seasonal site, affiliate, whatever it is, you could just have a good month, right? Like it's not indicative of how you would do averaged out over the year. 
and be like, cool, I'm done. And then, you know, be a little disappointed a couple of months down the road. So I think that's super smart that you like maintained it for a little period of time to say, okay, this wasn't just a fluke. It wasn't a good month or whatever it is. Like this, this is actually there and it's sustained and I can jump. And for whatever it's worth, pers- uh, personal finance is almost like counter cyclical to everything else. <laughs> yeah. Like gift lab, it's like all in Christmas and whatever personal finance, like dies in August and right. doesn't come back till January. Cause I guess everyone's like, worry about my money, spend all of it, you know? And, and <laughs> yeah. they're like new year, new me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. Anything else you wanted to kind of hit on with this topic? Yeah, real quick. Um, one, no one's going to want to rent to you and no one's going to give you a mortgage unless you could literally, I don't know, persuade them. You could buy six of the same house. Mm. So like, if you're thinking of buying a house, um, think again, <laughs> uh, or <laughs> you need to like be working for three plus years for yourself. Um, and or have rent. a W-2 spouse. Who earns exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or marry into some W-2 wealth. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what everyone dreams about. Marry into W-2 wealth. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then um, healthcare. Um, there was this thing when I quit my job. It was called Obamacare. And it was amazing because it appeared out of nowhere. And then I was actually able to quit my job and actually get insurance. And then um, the wonderful people in this country got rid of that. And now there's like only garbage there. Uh, and so we have to pay this company, Trinet, an arm and a leg to treat us like garbage so that we can get like mediocre health care. It's like, they, like their job is to hate us um, while we pay them. <laughs> And so, uh, healthcare is really hard. Um, you know, and your family, your people are not going to be okay with not having it. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be expensive too. Like very expensive. Yeah. I mean, family of four, can you give us a number? Uh, it's uh, between 2,500 and three a month. month. Yeah. Yeah, sounds about right. I was going to say like 40K. My wife still has a W-2, so we get health insurance through her. But I think I was looking at it because we were just like, you know, at what point could she potentially quit? And I think it was like, yeah, 35, 40K is what we looked at. And this is not like Rolls Royce. It's not even close. It's closer to bronze than silver. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's just, it's expensive, dude. Yeah, it's funny. So I, I started the agency and then we moved like nine months later and same thing, right? Like I had the majority of W2 income and I was like, how we can't get a mortgage. I need like two years of tax returns on the business to even get anything. There's a bank called First Republic, First Republic Bank. Mm -hmm. They are like the godsend for small business owners. They took my nine months of business income and they gave us a loan just like it was W2. They're amazing. They're like small bank. It's like very individual. They're they're the best for anyone who owns a business. So I think you need to have one local. I don't think you can just like, you know, do it from across the country, but hopefully wherever you live, if you're thinking about it, you know, you want a mortgage, check out First Republic Bank. I have no affiliation. I just really like them. Dude, that that's an awesome tip. I wish I heard that. Uh, we, we did ours during COVID. Hmm. So like it was technically remote anyways, but we do with Wells Fargo and wow, was that a great, terrible experience. I (laughs) love to hate Wells Fargo. (laughs) I I wish I knew these guys sooner. Yeah. I wonder, I think they've 
got to be in New Jersey. I don't know, but they're amazing. And I, I like anyone who's a business owner. I try to, you know, pass some business along the way. They're, they're, uh, people you work with, they're called like relationship managers. That's how they kind of look at it. Right. So they, they just have like a different style of banking and I think they're doing awesome stuff. That's classy. Yeah. Yeah. Very classy. So yeah, but these are, these are all like very important, good notes you had for, for your going full time. So if I were to wrap this up, shoot for 1.5 to two X of your current income to be able to do it comfortably with a good safety net. If not, maybe, maybe, you know, we mentioned like some people are just like, dude, I need, I need to have my back against the wall, whatever. For some people it is what it is. I'd say like have a year of runway to live your current lifestyle. Like don't need, you know, don't, don't downgrade to like eating ramen for a year, like, and not doing anything like, you know, this is your, your life, man. Like enjoy it, have some quality of life. So maintain for like a year, I would say if you, if you feel like you got to burn the boats, but that's um, an excellent point with savings. We we're like relentless savers, but we also never, we're like, we'll never draw our savings like ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's like a super emergency type thing, but you should definitely same. have a safety net. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm, I'm, it's like seeing the savings go down is like killer to me. So it's like, don't want to yeah, touch it's it. It's like but stabbing me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hence why you started a personal finance podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, you know, think about taxes, make sure you're setting aside at least a third. So you prepare yourself well, if you're not used to like doing that. Think about healthcare costs a lot. If you get it through your job, factor that in as well. And rent and mortgage, you know, think about those things. Uh, First Republic Bank, if you're trying to get a mortgage, but like you said, rents, like a lot of landlords are probably going to look at you being uh, owning your own business and they look at that differently, right? So yeah. maybe move before you, ju- before you <laughs> like jump out off the W2. We, uh, in, in like the standard application, we own rental properties and um, they say their employer, how long they work there, the percentage of, you know, rent to, and if you haven't heard of the place or it's like works for self, that I work for myself and I find that really sketch when, when it's in an application. So Yeah. I'm, I'm very curious, like, if you're watching this, are you close? Have you left your job? Are you thinking about it? Uh, how far away are you? You know, we, we like to hear from certain people. We'll give you a shout out maybe on a future episode. So let us know in the comments. Want to see where you're at. Want to support you guys wherever you're at in your journey. So holler at us. Andrew, thank you for kind of delving into the the numbers and everything behind your story. This is a good one. And make sure you like, subscribe, all the things. Follow me at Emil Shore on Twitter and for Andrew at Andy Phoebe on Twitter. And we will see you guys on the next episode. See you later, Andrew. Later, man. We're seeking profit. We're seeking profit. We're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking, we're seeking profit. We're seeking, seeking, we're seeking, seeking, we're seeking profit.